2: Presented by AT and T. Connecting changes everything.
4: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight
5: Fire fam? That's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, September seventh. We are forty eight hours away from the start of the NFL season. We got a great podcast to get you. Just to wet your beak for Cowboys Bucks. My main man, Bernie Frato, big Vegas guy, big gambler. I'm not going to call him a degenerate. He just knows football. Uh, So we'll chop it up for 20 minutes on week one. He gives a couple season-long predictions that he really likes. It's going to be a big week for NFL. Obviously, we will not forget college football. Um, But also, just want to thank you guys for the kind words about the podcast with Matthew Berry. Um, Apparently, that helped a lot of folks in their fantasy drafts Uh, last night. As well as today, there's a big fantasy draft day. Um, I also want to add my son. I probably stepped in it with the wife on this one. But I had my son do two fantasy drafts. He had never done one before. He got in a league with a bunch of his buddies and then another one with some of his buddies. Um, And, of course, they were kind of timed right before dinner and during dinner. So that did not go over well in the McIntyre household. That being said, um, he's pretty thrilled with how it shook out. And um, I, I'm just going to say this. I don't put an ounce of stock in the darn Yahoo report card nonsense. For uh, for starters, they don't like Gus Edwards this year. They're like, oh, Gus Edwards, oh, he's not very good. And if you take Gus's backup, uh, the kid Williams, who I started talking about last week, by the way, Justice Hill, who was fighting for that backup to Gus the Bus, he's out for the season, okay? The Ravens are so desperate they're calling Le'Veon Bell. I'm telling you, the kid Williams, if your draft is tonight— You might want to get him earlier than expected. Gus the Bus obviously is a top three round guy, but the darn Yahoo grades are silly. It's weird. I'm not in any ESPN or CBS leagues. I'm in, I think, four in Yahoo, and my son's in two. Um, And now my daughter, you know, was watching us and getting into it, and I think we're going to get her into the fantasy game next year. Uh, I found another dad who's interested, so we'll just have to cobble together Eight more. Should not be a problem in our sports-loving town. And also, um, you know, I kind of like sports, so uh, I shouldn't have a hard time wrangling some other football dads to get their daughters into fantasy football. Uh, one quick gambling note before we get to the gambling podcast with Bernie Frado: Congrats to the dude who had a 10-team parlay in college football that hit. Unbelievable. $10.00. Won him $78,000. I'm sorry. It was a $10, 14-team college parlay. 14 unders. He had the under in UConn-Fresno State, Boise State-UCF, South Florida-NC State, ECU-App State, UNC-Virginia Tech. This guy's basically just throwing darts and saying, let me go all unders. And they all hit. Duke-Charlotte, ODU-Wake, Louisville-Ole Miss, which was the final leg, Monday night, that was an easy winner. I think it hit landed on like 60-something, and it was under 75 and a half. Utah State, Washington State, Oregon State, Purdue. I mean, this guy turned 10 bucks into $79,935. That is a home run. Now, I'm going to just point this out. The entire uh, gambling community, you know, the hardcore gamblers, um, are just going to be so upset that this is even out there because they'll be like, no, people are going to do stupid parlays. Uh, here's a fun fact, guys parlays are fun and i think most nfl weeks i will do 12 team parlays i'll lay like i don't know five or six of them maybe 10 of them anywhere from like you know one five ten dollars a pop and if one of them hits you're basically set for the season on the parlay front because you could miss 10 a week for 17 weeks and it not matter if you hit one of those and they're fun Again, I'm not talking about flushing big, big bucks. No, it's stupid to do $200 parlays. That's dumb. Teasers, we'll get to them later in the podcast. Obviously, your best advantage is, you know, uh, straight-up bets where you can find an edge. Uh, We had a good college football weekend. I anticipate a good NFL weekend. But as you guys know, uh, the toughest nut to crack in sports gambling is the NFL. It's really, really, really difficult. Um, But that's the fun in it. Um, Obviously, I'm in the circuit contest. We'll do plenty of that this year. Um, and uh, I I don't really have any deep thoughts on the Louisville, Ole Miss game. Although I will point out, the kid from Ole Miss did look pretty sharp. Corral, uh, if you remember, we had a guest on the pod last week who talked up his Heisman chances. Um, I mean, old Lane Kiffin just puts it on people. Five hundred and sixty nine yards of total offense, and folks, they had fourteen penalties for a buck twenty five, and they still won by twenty plus. It was twenty six zero at halftime. Uh, Listen, I'm just, this is obvious. This should be obvious to anybody who follows uh, college football. But Lane Kiffin is a great offensive mind. He was at Alabama, and then everybody said, oh, anybody could do that with five stars. Well, he's doing the same damn thing at Ole Miss. And I don't think it's crazy to say that Lane Kiffin's going to be coaching in some capacity, if he wants to, in the NFL. He He was obviously too young when he got there the first time, flamed out badly and quickly, way too big of an ego. The ego hasn't totally gone away, but. You get older, you get wiser. Let's just be honest. Lane Kiffin is really an intelligent football offensive mind. That's undeniable. Now, is he going to be a head coach? He's probably a little bit of ways away from that. Would he take an offensive coordinator job? Or would he rather take uh, continue to take head coaching jobs at college football? I mean, listen, he was at the top when he was coaching USC what? A little over a decade ago? And he flamed out rock bottom and guess what? He's coaching in the SEC now. And he's got a Heisman candidate. Like, it's just, it, it is cool. The, the whole build-up, tear-down thing is just so big in sports media. They love to build you up and then tear you down just as quickly as they built you up. Chip Kelly knows that well. Chip Kelly bouncing back. I mean, that guy was at rock bottom very recently after massive highs with Oregon and the Philadelphia Eagles. And then he got torn down. Oh, he's a genius. Oh, he's a genius. You know who they want badly is, is McVay. That's who the media wants. And they like, they listen, McVeigh was a boy genius with the Rams. He gets to the Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, they fall back. Oh, McVeigh's a genius? Really? Is he? He's not that smart. Like, McVeigh's what? Not even 35 years old? The guy definitely is one of the best football minds in the game right now. That's obvious. There's a reason that the Rams are an offensive juggernaut every year. And they've that everybody just raids their coaching staff almost every year. They lost their defensive coordinator. They lost their passing game coordinator. Like, every year people are coming after whatever the Rams have in the coaching department, for a reason. McVay's that good. Kyle Shanahan's another one. But the media doesn't want to give these guys props because it's like, oh, if you don't win a Super Bowl, you're garbage. That's basically the barometer. Like, Super Bowl or, hey, is is that guy really that good? He lost in the playoffs. Like, it's just, ugh, the media sucks. Anyways, I guess I'm part of the media. I should shut up. Without further ado, let's get to Bernie Frato, Fox Sports Radio.
4: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV+, Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports.
5: I know what sports fans want.
4: But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy
1: who knows a guy who knows another guy.
5: All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire, a big-time radio host, Fox Sports Radio. But more importantly, he's all in on the gambling. And I will say this. I did host a Saturday morning radio show for, I don't know, six years. And it got as it, it continued to grow, I would start to hear from people during the show like, hey, that was good. And Bernie Frado needs some credit for giving me continuously positive updates, even when he disagreed. He was like, that's a good case. But this guy knows gambling. So we're bringing him in NFL week one, Bernie Frado, Fox Sports Radio. How are you, Bernie?
3: Jason, it's terrific to be ready for another NFL season. Uh, When you consider where we were last year at this time. Yes. I I haven't been this happy since Chuck E. Cheese started serving beer.
5: (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese serves beer. I did not know that. Uh, (laughs) I haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese in a while. I love Chuck E. Cheese, though, growing up. Um, So, Bernie, wait. I want to back up because I think, and it might have either been two years ago on my radio show or last year on this pod or the radio show. You gave me a mind-blowing stat on Week 1 Divisional Dogs and— I think you were the one who was saying, hey, keep an eye on Jacksonville um, uh, as a big underdog against the Colts. And I was like, no way, man. No no way. And lo and behold, Jacksonville delivers. First of all, was that you? And second of all, give me a winner in week one, Bernie. What do you got?
3: Absolutely, Jason. I remember that very well. You and I uh, did a hit on your, on your Saturday morning show okay. uh, in 2019. And that particular weekend there were four division one dogs and they went three and one and it's a trend since 2005 that's been absolute money week one division dogs since 2005 61 percent and it can actually continues jason throughout the month of september divisional dogs in september 56 percent there are two this year you've got miami visiting new england miami was catching three then it was when it was announced uh, Mac Jones would be the starting quarterback. That, the line went to two and a half, but still, you got a classic divisional dog there. And the other great divisional dog is Houston catching three at home against Jacksonville, coming in with a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback starting in his first game ever. And you know, what's interesting, Jason? And I'll give you a best bet real quickly here, but we uh, in, in the history of the NFL, there are only been 10 quarterbacks. Drafted number one overall that actually started. Check that nine quarterbacks who started week one in the year they were drafted number one. And in the prior nine, they went one and eight. The only quarterback to win week one was Derek Carr, of all people. Oh, check that. game Carr with the Houston Texans back in 2002. He's the only one to do it. It hasn't been good for rookie quarterbacks drafted number one overall starting week one, one and eight, 45, you know, passer rating. 12 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. And so you're going on the road, laying points to a Houston team. Irrespective of all that, my best bet week one is actually the under Jason in New England. The total is right around 45, 44 and a half, depending where you shop. You've got two, you know, very stiff defenses. Miami does not have Fitzmagic this year if uh, if two will falters. And the other thing, you're going to have a couple of run first teams. And one final thing. The game last year in the same spot ended 21 to 11. So there's no reason for me to believe they're going to score two more touchdowns with a rookie quarterback and Mac and two stiff defenses, two running games, and no Fitz magic.
5: Yeah. All right. These are two great ones to dig into. First of all, the divisional dogs thing's great. I wish there were more this weekend. There are not. And Bernie, you're going to hate me. I already bet New England on the anticipation Mac was going to win the starting job and it would go up to three and a half. It went the other way. It's down to two and a half, so I feel dumb taking the Patriots' favor by three. But, Bernie, we know Belichick's history against young quarterbacks. He has dominated them. This idea that he's had a ton of time to prepare for Tua, after seeing him last year, remember, Tua could do nothing late in the season against them. Uh, I, I don't feel good at all about Miami here, so I can't take that one. And you know I like Jacksonville this year. That's the team you got to take. But, Bernie, that's a dog with fleas, okay? You cannot put your after-tax dollars on the Houston Texans, can you?
3: Uh, I'm not on either game, full disclosure. (laughs) (laughs) The truth of the matter is, it would not surprise me if you get a nice victory week one with, of course, uh, the New England Patriots. These things are always nuanced, and I'm guessing, too, that the lines have moved over the years. The markets figure these things out. And the truth of the matter is, if this, if this would have been the same situation a couple of years ago, the lines would have been different. I would, but now I think things do change. I, I think, you know, books figure things out, markets, figure things out, pros figure things out and you're not going to give them the same price. Give me Belichick at home under a field goal. If you just blindly bet Bill Belichick since 2001, you're 63%. So I really can't yeah. disagree with you. As you, as you, as I have mentioned, Jason, the truth of the matter is that, my best bet is the under in that game. I think points mm-hmm. are going to be at a real premium, right? And I think I like England's going to march out. They got a lot of their defenders back from COVID. They're going to run the ball very well. They got a stable of running backs. They fleece the Rams. They trade Sonny Michel and get a draft pick for him. They were going to cut Sonny Michel. Yeah. That's how deep yeah. they are. So I'm going to be honest with you, Jason. I like your bet. The trend is your friend, but it's got to be nuanced. You can't just bet it blindly. And
5: yeah, I want to – let me I'm drill sorry. deeper on the trend thing, Bernie. Because a lot of people are hearing that and be like, ah, oh, trends, they don't really matter. The league has changed, blah, blah, blah. I, you, I I, would never bet anything 100% based on a trend. It's part of a soup, right, that factors into your equation, right? Rookie quarterbacks, that was a great stat on Trevor Lawrence. Um, there's a lot of stuff, like, for instance, Bill Belichick, 8-3 and three against the spread in his last 11 week ones. Like, like you said, he's at home. The guy's had ample time to prepare for Tua. It's, a, it's not the trend I would bet the full game on, but the trend is part of the equation. Is it, is it not? I don't know how much it is, 10%, 20%, whatever you want to factor in, but how much do you read into trends?
3: It's about a 50-50 proposition, but again, it's nuanced. For instance, two years ago, this same team, the same um, uh, two teams in, in New England, Miami's catching seven. Now they're down to two and a half, three. So that's a big difference. When you yeah. you know you're covering as a six and a half, seven point dog versus a two and a half, three point dog. Uh, one of the big trends, uh, Jason. I'll give you an example. NFL quarterbacks, or check that. NFL rookie coaches in the preseason since 2015, 21 and five in their first home game because they want to win that preseason game. Guess what? This year it was only three and four. Because you find out coaches like Brandon Staley who took over, he's a disciple of Sean McVay who couldn't care less if he wins in the preseason. So these things always have to be researched and verified, but I will leave you some good news, Jason, continue to watch divisional dogs throughout the month of September, because even then blindly since 2005, there's still 56% for the month. So there's still going to be value coming down the road. Why? Teams are healthy. Hope Springs eternal, Uh, you know, You don't know who's hit the rhythm yet and who hasn't. There's always a changing of the guard. Sometimes lines can be wrong. You try to find market inefficiencies as you will. And I know one of the things you're really good at is spotting a bad line. We've talked before. Two weeks ago, just to digress for a second, there's no way Nebraska should have been laying seven points at Illinois, and Illinois wins the game outright. That's a market bad correction. So long and short of it is you'll see some of that in September in the NFL and possibly in divisional dogs.
5: Uh, speaking of market inefficiency, Seattle was an underdog in Indy. I don't know, a month ago, two months ago, before all the Carson Wentz COVID stuff happened. They're now favored by two and a half. That is, I don't know. I don't know what you're seeing there in Vegas, but five point swing, uh, four and a half in the span of a month. Now, normally I'd be like, whoa, that's too big of a move, but I'm out on the Colts this year. I I just don't like it. The uh, injuries to the O-line. I'm not a fan of Wentz. We know he's going to have happy feet back there. I don't particularly like the Seahawks, but you know that coordinator moves are big. And this this addition of Waldron, the kid from uh, the passing game coordinator from the Rams, I don't think people realize Seattle's going to come out and really open things up. This is not Schottenheimer's Seattle offense. Where are you on Seahawks, Colts?
3: It's not a game I'm involved in, but I'm okay. not in the habit of going against Russell Wilson when he's <laughs> laying less than a field goal or he's getting points. Uh, the, Seattle is not like the Legion of Boom team that were years ago, but Pete, Carol's teams have a way of really locking down in September until Teddy Bridgewater beat them two years ago in September. Carol had not lost a home game in September ever. And he's about 75% on the road in September. If you look up and you never see Seattle at one and three, they're always three and one the yeah. so long and short of it is uh, I'm not involved in the game, but I, I I do believe it's a steam move. You know, if I could have got Seattle at two and a half or mm. uh, three weeks ago, I can't justify laying two and a half. Yeah. But to your point, Jason, I would be a little dubious about the Colts until we know other their quarterback uh, situation with Carson Wentz ferrets out with with the new coordinator.
5: How, uh, Bernie Frato, are the Carolina Panthers favored by five points against anyone?
3: Well, that's a very good question. That's a market <laughs> line to me. I think Matt Rule has done a fabulous job down there. Yeah. And I actually think Sam Darnold is better than people give him credit for. Five's kind of a dead number. So mm-hmm. if you figure you win the game, you cover. If you don't, you might lose outright. Again, I'm very picky week one, uh, Jason. and In terms of some of these games, there's just a lot of issues you don't know about. And that's a fair question. I I don't know how they're they're favored by five.
5: Yeah, how are you able, Bernie, to be picky in week one? Every guy I've talked to who loves to gamble on games is just going hog wild. They're like, every day, oh, what about this? What about total, side, teasers? I mean, (coughs) excuse me, I like teasers a lot, Bernie. Uh, I know the gambling purists will scoff at that. But you're telling me, If I can't tease, like, the Buccaneers down to one and a half, uh, and then you take, like, Kansas City just to win or maybe getting a point in San Francisco to, you know, win by one point, like, those are three, uh, you never want to say anything to automatic slam dunk, but come
1: on.
3: Well, you're right, Jason. Actually, the truth of the matter is teasers are uh, more bet among pros than people realize, and I will tell you, the number one teaser bet week one that the pros have fired on is Tampa Bay minus, you know down to minus one and a half, a six-point teaser, um, to the uh, Rams. Oh, check that. Or mm-hmm. to the 49ers down to one and a half, okay? And so the truth of the matter is uh, teasing works when you cross through the key numbers of three, four, six, and seven. You, you want to run from people who say, well, so-and-so is getting nine points. Let's tease it up to 15. There's no way they're going to lose by two <laughs> touchdowns. You're not allowing the math to work for you. Now, a couple of rule of thumbs. For the most part most pros i know don't bet teasers the first two weeks because you're just not sure what can happen right i mean it looks almost too easy tampa bay should just destroy dallas dallas has all kinds of problems especially on defense and you don't know if that's 100 healthy and the lions can't get out of their own way they don't really have any talent in the field the 49ers should maul them right so you tease them down you get them down below two points but how do you know there could be an injury there could be a fumble there could be a a kick return, someone back to it, anything can happen. The other thing I never recommend on teasers is betting teasers for totals. Never use teasers to bet yeah. totals because the math doesn't work there either as well.
5: Um, I still remember the Lions last year. I think they were up like 20-6 to in the fourth quarter. I felt great. I think it was a divisional dog, right? Um, And then they just totally collapsed. It ruined their season. uh, And they lost in overtime, didn't cover. Or maybe they lost at the end of the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, the Detroit Lions are dead to me after last year. I had sunk some futures (laughs) into them. I mean, just a total uh, joke of a franchise. Uh, Let's go to the Falcons-Eagles. Anything on this game? Because I kind of have an irrational like for the Falcons here. Is that silly of me? In this game, not for the season.
3: No, I think I think the thing with the Falcons are people are going to overlook them. Uh, they still got Matt Ryan. The Falcons are going to be an eight and nine team, but I think they're going to be a tough out in every game. Uh, you remember last year, Week Three, they had that huge lead against Dallas, and they coughed it up at the end in one of those epic collapses. <laughs> right now, right now, Atlanta—it's a very shrewd pick by you. It's—they're very much an under the radar team. They lost Julio Jones again. You're going to get favorable market lines until the. Markets figure out Atlanta's not that bad as people think they are. You're going to get favorable market lines. Yeah. I think Philadelphia is an absolute hot mess. I, I, they won't get any <laughs> of my money this year. They just won't get any of my money this year. I don't know. Nick Sirianni inherited a real issue there, and I'm really not sure if Jalen Hurts is a major league quarterback. So mm. you've got two rookie coaches going at each other, but give me the Hall of Fame quarterback against a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Any day.
5: I, I am curious. What Do you read anything at all into – the Eagles grabbing Gardner Minshew from the Jags? Is that just a bargain basement move? Is that like, hey, you know what? We're not sold on Hurts. Uh, like, what do you think that is? Because they're obviously not playing for the playoffs this year. If anything, they'll probably end up tanking in the second half of the season. What, what do you, what's your read on the Eagles and, and Minshew?
3: It was two things. First of all, uh, he's a he's a quarterback who started and had success in the NFL. And they got on a first song they got him for nothing so you take a flyer if it doesn't work out you move on but it's to me it's an indicator that jalen hurts has a long way to go i just don't think jalen hurts i love the guy i love him in alabama we will always remember what he did when he came off the bench and uh, and the way he conducted himself when he lost a job and went to oklahoma what a terrific human being i don't think he's a major league quarterback and i think philadelphia knows that
0: all state wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pre-game barbecue while you prep your meats
1: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
4: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity Voice Remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: Favorite underdog on the board, Bernie, in week one.
3: Uh, I be- believe it or not, yeah. hey, Arizona or- Cardinals. I-, I tell you what, believe it or not, it's going to be the New Orleans Saints. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> no,
5: I didn't see that coming. Ta- uh, t- uh, say more.
3: Well, I'm not. I, I can't see. I'm a big fan of Jameis Winston. Okay, uh, he's 28 to 42 uh, as a starter. Uh, obviously, he's a, he's a guy where, you know who who had, likes to cough the ball up. He had thirty you know interceptions two years ago, and they were horrible. Six were in the first quarter. Six were in the first possession. Six were uh, it was pick sixes. Six when they were leading in the fourth quarter. But I've always liked Sean Payton in that defense as an underdog, and I think your new Green Bay is just a, just a tad overpriced in this game going down there. And the game's being played in Jacksonville, right? It's gonna be played outside in Jacksonville. It's not not even a home game. But I think uh, I think it's one of those games where uh, New Orleans, who's always played their divisional rivals that are leading divisional rivals. Very tough. I have a lot of faith in Sean Payton. So uh, I, that'll be my number one dog. of, of, of wow. week one.
5: Is this like a big picture thing on the Saints that you think there will be value on them going forward this year? or Is this just a strictly looking at week one? I haven't looked at their schedule, but I'm, I'm not in on this team at all this year, in fact.
3: I have to wait and see, but for some odd reason, they're eight and one against the number the last three years when Drew Brees didn't start. Yeah. So they, you know, they've got a. I love Alvin Kamara. I love Michael Thomas. I think their defense is 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 better. Is I would say their defense is is going to be better than, than, than people realize. Um, you know, I think you're going to see some packages for Taysom Hill. Just one of those situations where it's hard enough to win on the NFL, hard enough to win on the road, but to lay points. Although I will say one thing. I have my eye on the Denver Broncos. Uh, yeah. Week. I love them. I-, I can't tell you how much I like Teddy Bridgewater, uh, uh, Jason, because in Minnesota, he was a missed field goal away from beating Seattle in the playoffs. wasn't his fault. He led the team to 11-5 and season that year in New Orleans in 2019. Drew Brees goes down. He holds a team meeting before the game in Seattle. He says, guys, I'm not Drew Brees, but if you get on my back and follow me, I won't let you down. They proceed to go 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater. New Orleans finishes up thirteen and three. When you look at Teddy Bridgewater's career, he's thirty-five and fourteen against the spread. He's twenty-one and three against the number on the road. What? That's a number. Teddy Bridgewater is twenty-one and three against the number on the road. They're laying less than a field goal.
5: And that's with hold on. That's with the Vikings and Saints. So two pretty good teams. Oh, but sure. Still.
3: And in a lot of those games they were underdogs. But I, yeah. you know, I. I have no faith that Daniel Jones can get through a game without turning it at least <laughs> twice. And i got to tell you, big Fangio, you know, there's a reason he went with Teddy Bridgewater. He's on the hot seat. He went with the veteran who knows how to win. Denver's defense is very underrated, and their mm-hmm. offense is filled in very nicely, Jason. The Giants are still trying to find out who the hell they are under Joe Judge. I think they're still a glorified WWE team after that fight. And burn. I, I really don't have any idea how good the Giants are. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, I think Denver's a playoff team, Jason. I really do
5: wow uh, yeah I'm, I'm kind of with you there now uh I didn't I didn't realize those bridgewater numbers I gotta look at that closer uh so Bernie I'll, we'll wrap up uh eight, I just realized eight road favorites in week one um that seems like a large number to me is it does that mean the haves and the have-nots the gap is widening or I thought there was like a large middle class in the NFL this year
3: yeah I think the gap is widening pretty pretty significant when you look at the top teams like Tampa Bay Green Bay Kansas City, uh, the San Francisco 49ers uh, and then, you know, the bottom teams, you know, the Lions and, and the Falcons and and right on down the line. I think the gap is widening. The, the big the big takeaway story for me this year, Jason, are all the rookie quarterbacks. Now, eventually they're going to see the field. We don't know when uh, Justin Fields will see the field. He might see as soon as week two. Obviously, you've got, uh, you know, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence and you, you've got uh, – Zach Jones in in, in in with the Jets. And I think these guys are going to get on the field with the real bullets flying and real NFL defenses. We're going to find out about their com- com- competitive stamina and if they can be a force multiplier for their teams. In the last 50 years, 44 quarterbacks have been drafted either number one, number two, or number three overall. But believe it or not, in those 50 years, only two led the team that drafted them to a Super Bowl. That was True Aikman and Peyton Manning. And Bakeman was one to 15 his first year. So you really got to be patient with these guys. And, yeah, you know, wow. I think they're a fade early on because you're going to see things they just haven't seen.
5: Yeah. And, and the tough thing about that stat is usually the first guy to be picked at quarterback in the draft never turns out to be the best, right? Yeah, it's usually yeah. like Patrick Mahomes goes 10th, Tom Brady, sixth round, Russell Wilson, what, third round. I mean, you could argue Dak. Um, where where did that go? Third or fourth round? Third round, Um, fourth round. Yeah, but I mean, there's just so many guys who did not go number one overall. Who, uh, for whatever reason, chip on the shoulder, Aaron Rodgers, blah blah blah. Like that, that is a weird odd. That's an oddity, huh?
3: It is, and because you can never simulate what will happen when they get to the league and how they're going to deal with failure and how they're going to be able to process all the new things that they're seeing that they've never seen before. And they're going to get hit more than Rocky Balboa. They're going to be facing teams <laughs> that want to knock their block off. Look, I'm glad you mentioned Tom Brady, though, because I do believe Tampa Bay is going to repeat and win the Super Bowl. They got all 22 wow. starters back. Uh, they're loaded. I, this Brady guy continues to just – well, Brady guy. covered him in Michigan, for crying out loud. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's interesting about Tom Brady, Jason? Here's something you'll get a kick out of. Last year alone, Tom Brady, he threw four more yards than Aaron Rodgers. He threw more touchdown passes than Patrick Mahomes, and then he beats the Chiefs by 22 in the Super Bowl. And he's 44, and he's better than ever, and he's got his receivers, and he's got his route trees, and he's healthy, and his knee's fixed, and he looks fantastic. And in his career, over 300 starts, Brady's only lost two in a row once. Once. Really? So I'm looking at Tampa Bay as a 14-3 and type team that's loaded, angry, ready to do it again, and there's a quarterback I think. I don't think I'll fade him all year. I, I can't lie. I did grab Tampa Bay minus seven week one. That yeah. game feels like it's 28 to 13 all over, you know. Yeah. You know, as
5: I read, as we do this, I look at the line. It looks like it's eight now. Um, wow. So you got a good number. And again, listen, everybody, you got to get the best number. So if you missed seventh, you know, you, that doesn't mean you have to grab eight, right, Bernie? Like, you could, oh, again, we could do the teaser. Like, you're getting the bad number. And Dak Prescott's somebody to be a backdoor cover guy, right, with that offense?
3: always, always want to get the best of the number. Look what happened in college football just last week. Some people got Ohio State at 13-and-a-half. Some got them at 14, 14-and-a-half, 14 and lands on 14, right? Mm-hmm. Look what happened with Boise State and CFU. Some people got CFU at four and a half, five. Others got five and a half, six, six and a half, and it landed on five. One other under-the-radar team, and I know this doesn't make any sense because on roster, if you take their uniform name off, you look at this roster and go, oh, my goodness. They're on the short list to go to the Super Bowl. I really got my eye on the Cleveland Browns. I had to hold my nose that. And I'll tell you something else, Jason. Watch them early because nine of their first 11 opponents finished under 500 in 2020. So I look for Cleveland to wake up on Thanksgiving – and be it you know, a nine and one, eight and two type team.
5: I love it. Bernie, Bernie, you want to plug anything?
3: Just, you know, hope folks can enjoy my show Saturday nights. It's now 11 PM to 3 AM. It's four hours now. Four more hours. From, wow. More some straight out of Vegas to Fox sports radio from midnight to three. And it'll be obviously heavy football centric. you know, with the league starting. And I always appreciate you having me on Jason. I really enjoy, uh, you know, your, your, your uh, work and especially the, uh, the uh, tomorrow's headlines today. Yeah. <laughs> I love that segment. If I miss it, I, I record it and I never miss it.
5: Try to have fun with it, Bernie. Thanks so much. And everybody, hey, Bernie Frodo, he's got the goods, man. Uh, good luck this season, Bernie. We'll talk to you soon.
3: You too. Thank you, Jason.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
3: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.